What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Ironside Podcast with Tom and me, Brett. How's it going, Brett? Man, it's uh, it's good to be back. We had a, a great guest on last time, and and uh, just kind of want to sh- shift gears and 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 maybe that's not the best expression. I guess more uh, hone in on the purpose of this podcast. And Tom, you, you want to share a little bit about our vision? Yeah, I, I think what we, I think really what we want to do is be able to narrow down really what the name is and how we take that and develop an iron side or a defense uh, in the categories of our life that we really need to. And I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, whereas we're addressing, you know, the four main categories that we have with the youth, which is the spiritual, the social the uh, the physical and the intellectual and I, I think we can even incorporate for adults a financial side of that but how do we take the experience that we had and as we take the take guests on how do we take the experiences that they have and be able to develop a defense to strengthen our position in each one of those categories as, as we move on in life absolutely and for those of you listening if you haven't looked at this guidebook uh, for the youth. It's fantastic. The best section in there is ideas for growing in all areas of life. And that lists the spiritual, the social, the physical, and the intellectual. And this comes from Luke 2.52, I want to say, where it says, and, and Jesus uh, increased in stature and wisdom and in favor with God and all men. And so there's that's where we get those four categories, stature, physical, wisdom, intellectual, favor with God, spiritual, favor with men, social. And even in this category, we talk about the financial side, but they even list financial in, in that within that intellectual side um, added to that. And there's a lot that goes to the financial, the, the self-reliance and the, and the understanding of that. But our intellect, I think that's what we want to talk about tonight is, is our intellectual side. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and, and this is probably the, the broadest scope that they offer in their suggestions or their ideas for growing. And uh, one of the ones that really stands out to me is learn more about something you are interested in. Yeah. For sure. It, it's, I, I think we can always be a student of something. Uh, and, and I think we're, ex, we're especially expected to be abundant and learn and to grow and to be, uh, to ever be studying and never stop because there is so much to learn. It's, it's amazing the different topics that are out there and available. Oh, absolutely. And what, what's something that you've started studying recently or something that's interested you recently that maybe wasn't a lifelong pursuit? Uh, You know, one of the things that I've tried to focus on even more over this last year is, is reading in general and looking for opportunities for self-improvement, but then also writing. Uh, Olivia challenged me, I challenged her to write a book. And so then she challenged me to to join in a program that for November was to write 50,000 words. I failed. Uh, but she did not. But uh, the writing and, and understanding and being able to take some of these things and and put more and more effort into that, I, I found that I've enjoyed it more and more as I've studied by doing more than anything. 
And like I said, I, I failed, but however, I, I, I doubled what I had written before. And so I was able to get to that 25,000 word mark where she hit that 50, but uh, pretty impressed that she was able to accomplish it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, when I got to, to visit you just shortly after Thanksgiving and she shared uh, her, her story idea for me, it was awesome and totally unique. And there's a lot to be said that they say, oh, well, every story's been told already, you know, and everything else is just, you know, uh, a rebranding of that. So, and I think, well, maybe, but I mean, you could say every meal has been cooked. That doesn't mean I'm going to not cook, you know, or I'm not going to tweak this recipe or whatever and still make something delicious. No, you're absolutely right. We find recipe, if you, you know, take that example, we find recipes on a regular basis and then we apply them in a way that, that fits our family. I mean, we've got, uh, it seems like everybody's eating some way differently at our home. And so my wife has to cook multiple things. But when I first got laid off, uh, that was one of the things that we were doing is Atlanta, my middle child and I, we were looking up recipes and putting them together and then changing them in a way that we liked to do it. Uh, in fact, uh, we, we now have a tradition where, because we found out that we like latkes and we figured out a recipe that we really like. And now when, when Hanukkah hits on that first day of Hanukkah, even though we, you know, it's not part of our religion, we, we have the latkes and the chicken and the, you know, we, we go through that, but it's because we took an opportunity to learn something new and something different. And that's awesome. I, I absolutely love that. What, what was another uh, bullet point here in the ideas for growing intellectually that stood out to you? Well, I mean, I would say that the developing the good study habits. I would ask you, Brett, what are the things that you do specifically in order to ensure that you're getting everything out out of your study? Man, that is a good question. And, and this is something I've thought about a lot. I am so grateful for the Come Follow Me program because it, it has really helped me to zero in on my scripture study because you know, I, I felt like I was getting filled. I was obviously reading my scriptures and you know finding great talks to listen to and, and all those things, but I, I missed that certain structure. I really enjoyed institute when I was going to college. And, and then even after I got married, you know, I, I went, I'm 31 now and, and I went to institute until, you know, I was 30, but that I just, I really missed the, that classroom, that formal setting. Okay. And I, I don't think I, I'm a very good uh, self learner. I, I really enjoyed school. I enjoyed high school. I enjoyed college. And I, I like having that structure. And so I think come follow me is the best of both worlds in terms of scripture study, because you do get structure. Uh, but it's also flexible enough that, that you can kind of supplement or augment it or, or take it a, a different direction. So that's, you know, that's a good question. Uh, in terms of, of temporal things, uh, I've got to study for a test I have next month for my job, I have to, to get a license. And apparently it's a pretty hard test. Uh, one of my coworkers, he's failed it three times. Another one failed it four times. And, uh, you know, but 
I feel I'm a pretty good test taker, but to go back to your, your question, what am I doing to ensure I'm getting the most out of my study? I think that I'm sharing what I learn, okay. what I've learned this day, you know, like I'll, I'll study in the morning or in the afternoon or when I'm at work uh, on lunch or whatever. And I'll get home and then for, for family scripture time, I'll say, hey, this is what I learned today. And when you teach something, you understand it better because you have to like, literally take it out of your brain and articulate it in such a way that it's, it's not this uh, ethereal kind of uh, abstract idea, but you, you make it concrete and you can kind of see it yeah, from the eyes of, of someone who, who doesn't have your frame of reference. So I think that's, that's what I'm, I'm working on. I, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think I get the, the maximum benefit out of my studies that, that I could. What about you? Well, then let me ask this then. How are you incorporating the Come Follow Me with your family? Yeah, that's, a, that's another good question. We're, we're definitely going through it. My wife is phenomenal at it. She is such a good student of the scriptures and she's got her journals, she's taken notes and, and very organized. And I, I like looking back at my mission scriptures and, and see things that I highlighted or notes in the margin. And uh, I need to break those out again. And obviously they're in Spanish. And so I'd like to transfer those notes into my English set. But, you know, we're, we're going through it. And, and it's really interesting because Josephine, our daughter, she's six. And, and some of the stuff, you know, she, she doesn't latch on to. But it's interesting to see what stands out to her. And like the articles of faith that we've been studying this week, she, she's memorized quite a bit of them. And if I'll start reading one, even if she hasn't memorized it, she can kind of uh, intuit what, what's coming next. And, and that, that's been really cool to see. Well, and you say at six years old, she's not understanding it completely. But at the same time, if you're not going through this right now, then at eight years old, she's going to understand even less. It's, I, I found with us, because we, we've gone through it a little bit different where we go through small sections each day, or we try to get you know, four or five days at least during the week and go through it. And it's interesting to me, uh, some of the things that I'm reminded of. Uh, first of all, with the stories or the things that I had forgotten as we're going through it, uh, memories that I forgot I had, and for the opportunity for my girls to ask questions and how we're having discussions. And so what's become uh, more of a, I think when we first started, it was figuring out how it works. And now it's become more of a discussion and going through those. I think it's that opportunity for us to teach our kids how to start getting the reps in so that when these things need to be applied in real life or in, in other discussions outside of the safety net of our home, they have that structure and that stability to do so. And I think even more important that, not more important, but along those same lines of importance, it's, it's important for us to do the same thing. I think that if we're not doing it in our home, there's no way that we're gonna be able to, to express the words, the thoughts, the feelings, the things that we've had outside the home when it when it when it when we're faced with a challenge uh, that we may not have, we may have been ill prepared for otherwise.
No, I totally agree. Well, and and talking about here soon the the family, uh, the proclamation to the world. I, I have this great book, and uh, it's called "Strengthening Our Families: An In Depth Look at the Proclamation on the Family," and it's it's a it's a good sized book. And it, it just goes through every inch, every line, every word of the proclamation. And one thing that stood out to me, and this is a verse I, I must have read, you know, a couple dozen times in my lifetime, but it, it just had new meaning to me. And this was talking about how we are an eternal family. And it referred me to uh, Mormon chapter six, verse 21. And it says at the end, and if it so be that ye are righteous, then are ye blessed with your fathers who have gone before you. And it's like that, that's really cool because we don't think too much about the eternal nature of family uh, it, as a doctrine that is elaborated on in the Book of Mormon. But here's a, a clear example, you know, that's more doctrine and covenants, but it's, it's really cool. And it, it's daunting that will never learn everything. You talked about reading more and I, and I love to read. And even if we read a book a week for the rest of our lives, we wouldn't even take out a percentage of the books that, that we would want to read if we could. Well, it makes you want to be more selective then too. I mean, do you really want to waste your time on something that's not going to be of benefit? It's not going to be, and, and when I say a benefit, there's lots of different benefits we can look for. There's, there's good in many sources. There's it, truth is truth, no matter the source. You know, it, it's, it's a difficult thing when you look at the, the many people in the world that have done so many bad things. And when something comes from their mouth, that happens to be truth that we just have to discount it because of who, of who the source is. But at the end of the day, there's plenty of things that need that we can be learning in general, but you're right. We're never going to learn everything. And it seems like I always have a list of books that I'm trying to get to, but never get to because another one pops up and another one pops up and I'm like, oh, I'll read this one next. And I'm like, oh, wait, but I want to read this one. And so it, it's hard. It's hard to decide which ones are the best ones and which ones you need at the time. Uh, you know, I, I've got my, I've got my constants. There's no question that for me, I found that if I was getting my studies in, it meant that I had to get up earlier. And so my days start at four or 4.30 so that I can get my studies in in the morning. And then I do some more throughout the day, depending on what's going on. That's awesome. And, and how has that impacted your family? I, I really like that your Come Follow Me has turned into a discussion. What, what, what does that look like? Well, it's, I take the lead uh, for the most part. I mean, periodically it's, I'll let somebody else take control of something, uh, not because of me wanting to control, but I feel like it's my responsibility and my duty to do so. But what's interesting is because the come follow me is following so many other things. Uh, for example, Tiff is in the, is in the pathways program with BYU right now. And Olivia is in seminary. Atlanta will go to seminary next year. But with everything that we're going through, they all align. And so we'll start, Olivia will have seminary on Tuesday and Tiff will have one of her classes on Thursday and we'll start having a discussion. And then all of a sudden one of them will say, well, did you know about this? 
And it's been interesting because there's been a couple of times where I was like, I wasn't, I was unfamiliar with that story or unfamiliar with that, that had taken place, but allowing the discussion to open everything up has allowed a comfort level that, that even within the home, my girls are more comfortable with sharing and, and expressing themselves. Is that different than you know, what, what it was before or when they were younger or have, have you seen that impact them not outside of the family uh, in, in their other interactions at school, church or, or whatever? Well, the girls are home for school, but uh, they're, they're not afraid to stand up for themselves. I, I went to uh, young, I got invited to the young women's, to the, yeah, you the young women's at the girls camp. Uh, they needed the priesthood leader. And so they asked for a couple of different people to be there. And I was one of them that was there. So my, my wife stayed home while the, my daughters and I all went to girls camp. And it's interesting because I watched Lily, uh, who's always been one that's, that's quite the introvert that doesn't have a lot of comfort in being around people in general, that she all of a sudden was willing to make friends even outside of the family. And so uh, even with the with the, the other, her two sisters there, she she gravitated to some of these other girls that were there that she never would have done in the past. And I think it's because that confidence that was built up that helped out with with that. But yeah, for sure, it, it makes a significant difference uh, to to build that uh, that confidence in them, uh, just adding to their intellect, their their social aspects, and and bringing all those things you know, full circle right back to each other. You know, I, I think that's really cool. And, and this program, it actually reminds me, I mean, you mentioned get, getting up early and, and you and I uh, are both uh, followers of, of Jocko Willink, for those of you who don't know, a prolific author, Navy SEAL, podcaster, uh, jiu-jitsu, black belt, just an awesome guy. He, he wrote a book called uh, the, the Protocols. And in, in that book, he has all these categories. And there's a daily tracker that he's included with it. Yeah, it's called the evaluation, the code, the evaluation of the protocols. And it's a short book, uh, more, more of a, like a, a field manual kind of thing. And he breaks down these categories. So financial, uh, physical, self-defense, you know, all, all these things, uh, socially and very similar, not, not as refined as, as the children's and youth book is in, in terms of uh, gospel direction, but really cool stuff. And we'll have to cover it sometime. But in the tracker, it says, you know, rate yourself from zero to five every day. And it's like for the physical, for a workout, you know, a five is that you, you know, broke your PRs, like the, you, you had intense physical exercise for a good duration and you, you got stronger shooting. It's you, you trained shooting, you got uh, better in martial arts, you, you learn new moves and it's, and it was pretty overwhelming for me because I, I expected to have fives in all these categories every day. And that's just not, not sustainable. So I, I think it's important that, you know, we, we pick out things 
and I mean, look at the the title of this ideas for growing in all areas of life. Well, it only lists four, but those four kind of buoy up, you know, a, a rising tide uh, raises all ships. And, and that's the thing. So I think when you improve in one area, you're naturally going to either improve or be able to improve in another area. Well, and you've got to have something that pushes against you. You got to have that adversity. I mean, it's, uh, I think it was Grower Cleveland that said that uh, every, every ship has a good captain in calm waters. So we have to have something that fights against us. We have to have those struggles and, and, and the difficulty. I mean, the reason I get up at 4.30 in the morning to do my studies is because that's when I have time. But it's, it's, not, it's not easy every morning. There are some mornings when it's more difficult than others. So, you know, the, the nights when for some reason I wake up in the middle of the night and have a hard time getting back to sleep. Well, 4.30, it comes, comes really early those days. Yeah, so I, I've got the book here and the, it, it's really cool. So the evaluation is, is how to grade yourself. Uh, and then the protocols are, are what to do in a given circumstance. And obviously you can't plan for everything but it's a good overarching. So it gives ideas on what to do when facing the unknown or trauma or addiction or uh, apologies or problems at work, you know, and just kind of a good framework, betrayal of trust, money problems, et cetera. But jumping over to here, here's a good one, relationships. And, and that falls under in the youth guidebook under social. And number one in the guidebook, pay more attention to the needs of others. And under relationships, you know, so a, a score of five in terms of quality time with family. And I know you'll like this one took full advantage of time spent with family and significantly strengthened those bonds, made lasting contributions as a result of being fully aware of schedule and major events in the lives of family members. How often do you have a five day? I, I would say probably pretty often. Uh, I, I would like to believe that I do. There's, there's times when I, I think we have a tendency to not say no enough and say yes to all the right things. It, too many times we miss out on an opportunity for something great because we're already doing something good. So yep. one of the things that I notice as we read through all the different self-help books, all the different improvements, is sometimes, I think you mentioned it, it becomes a bit daunting. It seems like there's so many things when we want to rate ourselves and when we when we can't reach that five or or whatever scale we want to go with, I mean, it becomes more and more difficult. I think sometimes we can study ourselves too much and avoid the action because we're studying on how to do it the right way. No, I absolutely. You know, I just had a conversation with someone yesterday, uh, and and he was kind of in a bind because he had overpromised and underdelivered. And we were talking and, and uh, 
so, some uh, someone else, one of our other friends mentioned, you know, if if you said that it was going to take you six weeks to do something and you did it in four weeks, awesome. I'd be ecstatic. Or if it took six weeks, okay, that's what I planned for. But if you tell me one week and it takes four weeks or six weeks, then I'm fear, you know, then, then you're disappointed and you're, and, and I think that's the number one thing. This is something my, my father, whom you also got to meet always says, and he says, the problems come at work in relationships, marriages, when people's expectations are not clear, they're not understood and they're not met. Mm. And, and, you know, not to say that we have to be perfect, but if you don't know what someone's expectation is, how can you ever strive for that? Well, and if you don't know what your own expectations are, if you don't set boundaries for other people with you, then, then what are they, what are they to expect as well? I mean, when we set boundaries and we create, uh, I heard, I think it was, uh, I want to say it's Greg Keller was talking in, in one of his books specifically about setting boundaries and, and fences. He said, when you get your kids to a playground and you say, okay, you guys have to stay within this area, the kids stay close and they, they limit what they can do. And it, it's less, less of a, the experience that they would hope for. He said, but when all of a sudden there's a, a fence around this playground and you say, stay within those, then all of a sudden it opens up everything and there's actually more freedom in knowing what the boundaries are. And it's a matter of being able to set those clear boundaries, not only for yourself, but also the expectations of others on what your boundaries are. No, I, I absolutely. And, and this is something, you know, I, I've taught some, some self-defense courses. And, and one of the things I always say is set boundaries. And that's the, the problem that a lot of people have because, you know, they're embarrassed or they don't want to offend people or whatever. But if I, I, I tell women, if you're alone at the gas pump at night, no one else around, and you see a figure approaching you, don't wait until he's, you know, next to you to you know, question his intentions. When he's a hundred yards away, when he's 50 yards away, say, Hey, hold it right there, bud. And it, you know, best case scenario, it's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just, you know, on my phone or whatever. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Sorry. Worst case scenario, you know, he ignores you and continues moving forward. But that way, you know, because he's already crossed a line because you established a boundary and he crossed it. And then you can make a, an educated decision as to what to do next. So I you know I think that's a, a great example as well, especially for kids here in, uh, in the code, the evaluation, the protocols uh, under preparedness and safety. And this is where they have martial arts, weapons training, fire, safety, emergency, neighborhood, community. Score five for martial arts made maximum effort toward mastery of new skill or technique that significantly increased ability for self-defense entered a new phase of learning that profoundly increased control of my life and my ability to protect others. It's like, holy cow, <laughs> like, I definitely don't do that every day. And I've been trained martial arts for a long time. 
Yeah, but there's other ways to go about that too. I mean, we didn't talk to Pat about it, but he talks about the five and 25 on a regular basis where he pulls into a parking lot. He looks at the, the five, uh, five yards, five meters, whatever you want to, and then another 25 and see who's there. And then he immediately makes eye contact with those people that are there. It's interesting when you do that, because he said you take away the, that you take away the element of surprise from somebody when they know that you know that they're there. But I've been noticing, I've been trying to do that more and more as I've gone places with the with my girls. You know, I back into a spot, I look around and see what's there. I'm making eye contact with people that are in stores. Uh, and it's interesting because you can see the discomfort from some people uh, to, to where sometimes they simply engage trying to joke around. Because it's not like you're staring them down by any means. You're just setting boundaries visually and allowing people without any words to know what those boundaries are. And I think you you create a safe space for your family when you do that. Uh, absolutely, you know, and and that really ties into, you know, what we're talking about. So, you know, under relationships, again, uh, a score of one is spent time with family, but was distracted by other priorities and engaged in a limited way, did not devote full attention to them. And I think that's where a lot of people are, you know, they're staring at their phones, you know, they're, they're not cognizant of what's going on around them. And, and that's, you know, something that I think is, is critical is not having your phone on you when you're playing with your kids or, or whatever. Well, that, and we've decided that there's a bunch of priorities, you know, the word priority wasn't pluralized until the early 1900s before that it was a singular word. And then all of a sudden people, it, it was meant to have one priority, the one most important thing. And people decided they had more, uh, plenty of important things, but that's not the case. You can never fully devote all of your attention to more than one thing at a time. And so if you, if you have decided that, you know, being on your phone or, or in these other things, if you're trying to do that while you're doing these other things, then you're right. You no longer have you no longer have a priority. You don't even have priorities. You have a bunch of different things that you're trying to spread your attention to. Yes, I, absolutely. You you spread yourself way too thin, and 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 this is interesting. You know, you, you mentioned Pat McNamara, who we had on uh, last time, and and he talks about being hobby heavy, and he he got some pushback from that. That's like, oh well, you know, that's. A, a jack of all trades and a master of none. And he said, no, he's, you know, he gets to his desired level of mastery. And that might be different you know, for, for everyone, uh, whether that's drawing, reading, writing, uh, a musical instrument, uh, fitness, anything. And, and in this particular case, what we're looking at now is the, the intellectual section for the youth guidebook and it it covers so much like you you mentioned develop good study habits or or, or we could even add uh, good practice habits for anything find out what you need to do to get a good job and start working toward that goal talk with people you admire to find out how they developed the attributes you want to gain i mean this covers so much and I would love to see, we'll have to do this ourselves. We're, we're going to have to 
kind of make a, a synthesis or a hybrid out of Jocko's book and the, the youth guidebook, because under personal development, intellectual fitness, the description is activities and pursuits that contribute to increased learning, acquiring additional skills, enhancing overall level of knowledge and ability involved in challenging artistic pursuits that develop often overlooked components of intellectual fitness. Well, and I think that there's so many areas, fitness, there's so many different areas in general that we can, that we can find ourselves working towards mastery and improving our intellect. In fact, my mission president, I remember telling me that you never quit something until you've mastered it. And I, I thought I always thought that to be an interesting, uh, interesting idea because for a couple different reasons, uh, the first one is, is that you're just going to improve yourself by learning how to master something. But the other side of that is what's to say that the reason I don't like something or enjoy something is simply because I haven't mastered it yet. And that by mastering it, it'll be something that I do enjoy that I love that I come to, to understand even more. I mean, like I said, have I mastered writing? Not by any means, but I've come to enjoy it. And it's something I, I like to do. It's something I, I enjoy doing. And it's, it's one of those things that I'm going I'm to continue to work on. Uh, there's other things that, you know, maybe I have mastered and maybe it's time for me to move on from. I, I worry too many times that I have the talent that I'm taking the talents that I've mastered and continuing with them because they're my, they're within my comfort level. And I'm neglecting other talents because it's going to take more time to master them. Yeah, you know, that I, that's exactly right. I mean, by definition, our, 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 we don't know about our blind spots and, and we, the areas that we need to improve most in are the areas we're least likely to devote time and energy and, and resources towards. What did you think of the Christmas devotional? For our listeners, uh, just on, on Sunday, we had our church's uh, Christmas devotional. Always enjoy the Christmas devotional. I mean, I know they were, they talked, you know, some of the things they, they mentioned there specifically, if I remember correctly, was they, they spoke about gifts, you know, and the gifts that we have in our life and, and how we, and, you know, we talk about gifts, talents, however you want to mention, however you want to say them. And we've had that conversation quite a bit uh, recently in our home uh, as Tiff's been going through her uh, her pathways program with BYU. That was one of the topics they had over the last week was talking specifically about gifts. And then it came up again. And, and so, you know, the discussion is, is what are our gifts and what are our talents and even going through patriarchal blessing. I know we've discussed those in the past and what they are and how they mentioned some of those things specifically, but I don't, I don't think that we're limited to that. I think that we have gifts and talents that we are given when we were born is that as we develop those we're given more as we as we not even not even master them but embrace them and do the best that we can with them i i think that's that's really well said and and one of the the best things in there is he had a little six-year-old uh squeaking out oh holy night uh on a violin mm -hmm. and that was awesome 
and that was adorable. And there's so much and brave. value and, and brave. brave. Yeah. I mean, I, I have nightmares about performing on stage uh, in a band and, and having to sing, but yeah. And, and that's, uh, this is something my, my wife always, uh, always gets embarrassed about is I, I don't mind looking the foot like I will try anything, even if I'm not good at it, because I, I enjoy that. And I really enjoy uh, trying new things and, and stretching myself in that way. And I don't get embarrassed. Like, I like karaoke. I'm not a good singer, but I, I love doing it. I'm not a good dancer. I love doing it. And, you know, I'm not even that good of a fighter. And I love doing it. Um, you know, I could say writing, podcasting. I'm not that good, but this is fun. You know, it's just, and it's all these things. And, and you don't get better unless you're willing to fail and you're willing to squeak out uh, a, a song on a violin in, in front of millions of people. Uh, no, you, you, can't, you can't be afraid of failure. In fact, you have to have enough courage to be willing to fail because it's at that point that you, you let it all go and, and you, and you find out whether you can or you can't, and then find out what the next step is. You know, I, I, I just wrote about this the other day and I was to put on my blog and I, I remember taking the young men up for high adventure to go uh, to the Tetons in Jackson hole. And so one of the things that we were doing was we were, we, de we decided, cause we had enough in our budget, we'd saved up that we could do, we could choose a few different activities. And one of the things they wanted to do was whitewater rafting. And so we hit uh, down snake river. We went to lunch counter, which is, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily the, the roughest by any means, but it, it's a good, it's a good set of rapids. And we got, we got there. And the guide says to us, Hey, I need somebody that wants to ride the bull. And one of our smallest guys, a 14 year old boy, 14, 15 years old, he said, I'll do it. And then he said, what is it? Didn't even know what it was, but he said, I'll do it. What is it? And it turns out what it was, was sitting on the front of the raft with your feet hanging out and holding on. I mean, it, it's, you have no control. You're relying on everybody else. You're relying and, and trusting that the people around you are going to keep you, steer you out of, out of danger. But he, he embraced it. He embraced this. And, and what was the potential failure? I mean, it, it could have got pretty rough. Who knows what the potential failure was, but he embraced it. And then we had one other, we had the others. We put all the boys with oars rather than the leaders with oars. And as soon as that cold water hit, uh, one of them froze up and he couldn't move and he had to get pushed to the side, but he, he had to embrace that fear before he knew that fear. And you know, was it a failure? It might've been right then, but did he learn something from it? Cause if he did, then it's not anymore. But yeah, I think you always have to be willing to have the courage to fail. Absolutely. And you know, it, it really takes, a lot of pressure off. I think what, you know, if, if you do have, uh, you know, a, a less than stellar performance at anything, uh, one, one of the best examples for me is, uh, Saul Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez, uh, 
one of the, the best boxers in the world. I, I would say the best. He was undefeated and uh, he, at 23 years old, he fought Floyd Mayweather, also undefeated and, and lost, not badly, but, but lost. And he hasn't lost since. You know, Floyd ended up retiring and Canelo Alvarez has gone on to beat everybody. And he's had some tough fights. Now he's like a four division world champion and just, he's awesome. And I think that that really helps because when, when you're undefeated, when you haven't had a bad performance, you're stressed about every single other performance. And I mean, if you go undefeated, you know, more power to you, but as soon as you do take a loss or something doesn't work out quite right, no factor because you realize you, you're actually not made of glass and, and can keep going. I, I agree. I agree. I think we, you know, sometimes we discount the value that are in sports, but you can see it in teams that they, you know, they're, they're on a roll and then all of a sudden they, they lose one or two games, but it happens to be at the right time because that you could see that they're kind of the downward uh, where that their performance and all of a sudden they lose a couple of games and then they're right back on track. And that's usually when they start their run. So I think you're right. I think we can see the same things in our own lives that it's sometimes through the failures that we are able to find the wins later. Absolutely. And, you know, looking at this uh, from Jocko's book in intellectual fitness score zero did not engage in any activities that contributed to my overall mental fitness level score one engaged in activities to sustain intellectual fitness, read, wrote, et cetera, in a way to maintain current level. And then this is the cool thing. Two through four are all the same. Took aggressive steps toward developing intellectual health, read challenging books and articles, engaged in musical artistic activities, escaped comfort zone. And that's exactly what you were talking about. And then five is achieved a major breakthrough in understanding grasped a concept that made significant impact to my life and my ability to impart knowledge and skills. Yeah, but Brett, how do you constantly escape your comfort zone? I mean, cause it, it gets tiring. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I don't think that, that you can, and, and, and discussing it is really making me realize that, that, you know, if, if you get you know, a, a couple days or several in a row, where all you do is engage in activities to sustain intellectual fitness, read, write, to maintain current level. That's awesome. I think that's when your habits form for sure. But it's a matter of, of maintaining it and finding it. And, and yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. It's just maintaining it, just con con making it a constant habit. And, you know, to, to escape something would, would uh, imply that you've been there a while. So I, I think it, it's okay to get to a new level and then that becomes your new comfort zone. And then you get to another level and that becomes your comfort zone and you escape that and that becomes your next comfort zone. No, I, I believe that for sure. I think recognizing what our boundaries are and more importantly, how to break through them is the next step. Because without knowing where we are or where we've been, we don't know the steps in order to get past them. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, it makes things e- easier for the, the people coming behind us. I, how, how often have your girls encountered something that, that you've already faced something similar and, and can counsel them in that regard? I, I probably countless times. It's, it's amazing the different things, just the small, simple things, even on my mission. You know, one of the things that I've taught the girls is that whenever you're uncomfortable, that's your threshold. Meaning if you're in a situation where somebody else has made you uncomfortable, it's, it's easy to say, I'm not comfortable with this. And nobody can ever argue with your comfort level. And so we've taught them these, these small, easy things, but had I not had those experiences myself, I wouldn't have been able to teach. No, I, I love that. And, you know, a couple more bullet points from this section in, in the youth guidebook, study a gospel topic in depth, attend cultural events, learn another language, become more self-reliant, learn and practice principles of self-discipline. Yeah. I mean, Jocko would love this book. Yeah. Yeah. Discipline equals freedom, right? Oh, exactly. And, you know, I, I think that it's really good to, to set these goals. And I, I guess you, you're in a perfect position. Have your girls been working on anything in particular, or have you, you seen them uh, put into practice anything from this guidebook? Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we've, we've had the discussions and those, those goals within the year have varied and changed. Um, you know, last year, uh, going into new year, I, I've never been one for new year's resolutions. I feel like resolutions are just simply, uh, a way of telling people that you, what you want to do as opposed to doing it. I believe that goals are something you will do. And so we've taken some of the principles in this and the girls have adopted it and, and we've adopted it as, uh, Tiff and I, as parents as well, and to move forward and, and determine which ones we want to do. I think we're coming back up on that again this year to say, okay, you know, we've accomplished these things as a family. What's our next steps? Uh, because some of those things have become habits. You know, we, we wanted to be, we weren't, we weren't great with our family prayer. And so that was one of the things that we set as a goal was to have, make sure that we had family prayer every single night. And now that's become, that's just become part of what we do. You know, it, it, at eight o'clock, it seems like everybody just gathers in the room and we're just ready to go. Uh, you know, to, to adopt a, a better study of the come follow me. Uh, and, and we've done that, uh, the, the, you know, and there's even been these little goals that we've moved along as, as we've done it. And, you know, uh, for example, Atlanta wanted to stop biting her nails. And so she stopped biting her nails. Lily wanted to set a goal that, uh, and I should send you the link for her so that if she can get a whole bunch more subscribers, but she's, she's created her own YouTube channel and she does Barbie videos and, and she's editing them herself. And she's 12 years old. She's my, she's my, you know, micro preemie that was born a pound and 13 ounces that she's had her struggles in life. And this is something that she's embraced and she's become great at. And, you know, she posts regularly way more diligently than I had ever done anything before. But because of that, all of a sudden she's got a hundred subscribers in, in, in way faster of a time than she anticipated she could have. But we, you know, and Tiff, 
Tiff had goals this year where, you know, she wanted to get back to school and do some of those and, and, and get some learning and some additional education and, and to stop drinking her diet Coke, which she did. And, and so now it's, it's time to reevaluate what things have become habits and what things need to be new goals to work towards to become habits. And that's awesome. Yeah. You get, you got to share that link. We'll, we'll get that out. So, so our listeners can subscribe as well. I, I think that that's, that's really beautiful that you are making these in some cases monumental, but in most cases, incremental changes and improvements. And, and it's really cool to see what you're able to make habitual like family prayer you know, one of the ones we just mentioned in the, in the youth guidebook is learn another language. And last night we were reading uh, from Come Follow Me and just out of the blue, Josephine asks, if you're deaf, do you automatically know sign language? And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a really cool question. And it's like, well, no, you know, it's, you have to learn it. And so we talked about that and Madeline and I both studied sign language in school. I, I only had one semester, but I, I've been able to, to practice a little bit here and there. Um, but she's really excited about that. And that's something she wants to learn as well. So I, listen to your kids. Man, they're they're going to ask some really cool questions and, and they will absolutely uh, light a fire under you. It's stump you sometimes. There's been plenty of times where I had to say, I don't know, but I'll find out. It's funny you mentioned the sign language. Olivia has been teaching herself sign language as well. That's awesome. You know, I, I think that if we can say that we're smarter and stronger today than we were yesterday, that that's the real goal. That's the real question. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. There's no question. And, and there's and there's days that they're gonna you're gonna step back. I mean, you can even see the same thing when you when you when you hit the gym. You know, there's days when that when that bench press feels a lot better than others, and there's days when it, it, it and it, when you feel like it's just the biggest struggle and the biggest grind. But sometimes it's the grind that you need because if it felt easy, then there's probably no growth. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 this is something Pat McNamara talks about too: is that you know it's performance versus outcome. You know, like you, you want to be able to do something. And, and if you set the, the goal, I'm going to read 10 books this week, probably not going to achieve that. But if she's like, I, I want to read a little bit every day. Oh, great. And then you, then you move up and then you can, you know, uh, set more goals, realistic goals for yourself instead of a, a one size fits all. And that's what Jocko says here in the evaluation. It is not designed just to grade yourself, but also so you know what you're trying to become. It requires humility and a brutally honest self-assessment. No one else is scoring you. Don't compare yourself to others. This is about your capacity compared to your performance. It is you against you. And, and certainly that, that's one of the things that's true in the gospel we're not supposed to compare ourselves to other people. It's between us and, and the Lord. And, 
on in the youth guidebook it says there are so many ways you can grow in your life get ideas from the following pages or come up with your own ask heavenly father to help you know what you need to work on right now i think that scares people more than anything is wanting to know what they need to work on right now i think too many people are afraid to ask that question because they don't want to hear the answer and we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to become perfect i, I heard somebody today say that you're not a, you're not a perfectionist you're a progressionist you, you have to constantly be progressing in order to become better and eventually we will be if we're putting forth the effort absolutely and there's a great scriptural example of that what lack i yet that is the most important question and the savior, when the, the rich young man comes and asks him, hey, you know, what, what else do I need to do? I've done all these things. I've checked all these boxes. And, and I think that it was probably a sincere question. And, and the Lord gave him an answer. And it, it was something that he just, he wasn't ready for in that moment. And he went away sorrowful. And so that's the thing i mean we need to ask the lord help us know what we need to work on right now and like you said a lot of people are scared of the answer uh, but it should be inspiring that you will get an answer well and there, there's no follow-up to that guy later who's to say that later on he didn't realize his ways and say you know what yeah you're right i mean there there's time for us to make changes we just have to be willing to make them sooner rather than later we we i can say there's time but we we never really know how much time there is but we need to be willing to make the adjustments to make the the pivots when necessary and so even when we've missed the opportunities uh and the, the opportunity presents itself again we, we can take advantage of those just because just because we missed them the first time doesn't mean we can't Yep, exactly. And yeah, I, that, that's a great point. And, and I, I hope he, he did come to himself and, and, uh, and make some changes. Because I mean, who, who of us doesn't love a comeback story. And I think that uh, another great example from the scriptures is the, the labors in the vineyard. And you get these guys who they get to work first thing in the morning, and you get these people who they're not called to work until the 11th hour and they get the same reward. And I think that that is so cool because, you know, you and I in, in terms of fitness, for example, man, it would be, it would have been awesome if we had been lifting like we do now in high school. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I remember watching the Olympics in uh, 96, I'd have to say it was because I'm, I'm again, that old, way much, way older than you, Brett. But I remember watching Pyros Demas. Do you ever watch him? Negative. So you have to look him up. So he was from Greece. Uh, he was, and I don't know if he still holds the world records uh, for his weight category for clean and jerk and for snatch. And I remember watching him do these and get these lifts, these incredible weights over the top of his head and then just hold it there and smile and look at his arms and think to myself, man, I wish I had somebody that could teach me to do that. And knowing how to do it now, 
man, I, I missed an opportunity when I was young and not broken for sure. But yeah, I, there, there was an opportunity to learn something and I didn't take advantage to learn it. You know, and, but, but that doesn't mean you can't start now, you yeah. know, and, and obviously you're jacked now and, and mm. uh, you look great. So it's, it. It, it's never too late. And that was something that elder Jeffrey R. Holland really expounded on with that parable is that, you know, these laborers who had been working all day, they get the same pay as the people who only put in an hour of work. And at first they're kind of indignant. And then the, the master of the vineyard says, Hey, uh, we agreed on, on the reward ahead of time and you got to work all day. And, you know, he's like, why should you be angry? Because I choose to be kind yeah. to, to these other people and, and really kind of put a really cool frame on that, that these people who, who didn't work until the end of the day, they were probably stressed out the entire day thinking that they, they weren't going to get any money. They weren't going to eat the next day because they didn't have a job. And then when they end up getting the same reward, even though they, they didn't put in as much time, but we all get to the same place. And, and that, that's something Jocko says here when he's, he says, the more effort you put into something, the more progress you will make. But this is different from person to person and different for yourself as time goes on. If you've never exercised before in your life and you walk a mile, you may have exerted yourself close to your limit. That might be a score of five. The same workout might be a one for someone who has been in the gym for years, but as you get better and improve, that one mile walk no longer represents your maximum capacity, so it's no longer a five for you. It, it's funny you mentioned that because I had that conversation with somebody at the, in the gym the other day uh, as I was training one of the classes. Is they mentioned that because I worked out, I, there happened to be a smaller class, so I worked out with them, and somebody said something about I had done so much more than they did. And I said, well, just a second, our levels are different. Uh, I may have done more than you in terms of what I moved, what I did, but where was our heart rate? Was our heart rate the exact same? Were you putting forth the same amount of effort that your body could, could do during that time that I was? Because if that's the case, then we put forth the same amount of effort. We did the same amount of work. Yeah, I absolutely. And that that's the cool thing. I mean, you, you see someone who is very out of shape and you see him running down the road, man, that's awesome. They're working harder than I do. You know, it's, it, it's legit. And it, and, and those are the people that are, are coming late to the vineyard, but if they stick with it, they're going to get the same reward. They're going to be healthier. And that's, that's what we're all trying to do. Uh, you know, this one, study a gospel topic in detail. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned earlier, the best books, and, and that's a, a phrase that we get in Doctrine and Covenants 88, 118. And as all have not faith, seek ye diligently and teach one another words of wisdom. Yea, seek ye out of the best books, words of wisdom, seek learning even by study and also by faith. I mean, that, that sums it up right there. I agree. I agree. All right, man. So, so what does this look like for us? What, 
what actionable items do we have? What actionable items? Well, I, I need to get back. Like I said, I, I took some time in November, got a, got some more writing, but I think, uh, I think one of the things that we need to do actionably, and, and I think this is where I need to with my family is we, we need to reevaluate what our goals are for 2022. Cause we haven't done that yet. And I think that's the next step for us. Cause I know there's some specific things that I want to do. And I'm imagine there's some specific things that my wife and girls want to do as well. And so I would say that that's the actionable thing is, is over the next week is the time for us to go, okay, what are our goals? And again, to sit down and, and discuss what a proper goal is as we go through that. But well, that's awesome. I, I'm certainly going to to work on on this. You know, when when Jocko came out with this this book and and his daily tracker, I took that model and I applied it to the Christ-like attributes that we find in, in Preach My Gospel, chapter six, and, and you know, broke down each category. It's like, okay, how charitable was I today? You know, how how humble was I today? You know. It, how faithful was that today, et cetera. But uh, I'm going to do the same thing and, and kind of expound on, on this for this guidebook uh, coupled with the, the code, the evaluation, the protocol. And it's not like I'm some super smart guy and I, I certainly wouldn't presume to try and improve upon the, the church's program. But I, I think that this will be good. You and I both work with the young men. Yeah. And, and I, I think that it's entirely appropriate to uh, adapt this to, to their capacity and, and their interests. And I think that it'll be a, a good teamwork. Yeah, I agree. Well, great, man. Thank you so much for, for joining me. And it's yeah, always man. a pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, I always look forward to this for sure. Great. Well, uh, anything else you want to say to our listeners before we wrap up? Uh, go get smarter. <laughs> yeah. Go get smart, go get stronger, go get better. And yeah, get, get, uh, get after it. But no, this has been great. This is, uh, always inspiring for me. And, and I hope it is for your, for you listeners as well. If you've got goals coming up, start them now. Don't, don't wait for January 1st, start them now start putting them into practice. If they're goals that you want to be widely accountable for, feel free to share them, post them. And uh, we'll definitely have a link up for, for uh, your daughter's YouTube channel. I can't wait to watch those Barbie videos. My daughter's yeah. going to freak out. She loves, loves that stuff, but no, send it to you. yeah. Awesome. Well, until next time, this has been Tom and Brett out.